You're with Julian on the Brown Note and why I absolutely detest Anthony Albanese's Labour Party. I call him Albanese all the time and I probably will in about a minute's time. I detest Anthony Albanese's Labour vision. I've gone through this story a lot. It starts with Bill Shorten having an incredible platform to take to the last election him losing because of the corrupt behaviour of the Liberal Party in spending hundreds of millions of dollars on marginal seats, having all of Australia's media behind them, and uh, Clive Palmer running a scare campaign in Queensland. It got ScoMo over the line, and now we know about sports rorts and car park rorts worth a billion dollars on their own, where everything was spent in marginal seats, and that got them over the line. Then Labour did what they do every single time. They believe the media hype, as with Jeremy Corbyn in the UK, they only lost because they were too Labour socialists. They should be more like the Liberals. And they believe it every time instead of understanding the reasons why they actually lost. And in, instead of understanding that they stood for immutably good things. And this idea is constantly thrown at them by a very right-leaning media, which is the Blairite side of left-wing politics, which is that they always have to abandon any decent policy. So he did, and he took up the small target. From the word go, he spent over a year not cutting through at all against Scott Morrison. It was a complete failure. He was a complete failure of a leader. He was a disaster. He never cut through with the public. He never stood for anything. He never met a spine he would cling to. And he should have been replaced. Uh, he should have been replaced by Tanya Plibersek or some other person that actually stood up and shouted occasionally. And he was awful. But Scott Morrison wasn't prepared to let him go down fighting. At the start of the year, Scott Morrison was waltzing his way to an effortless election victory against Anthony Albanese. And then he went into an absolute toxic meltdown, which began with the uh, rape story surrounding Britney Spears and the endless, almost daily sexism scandals about the Liberal Party and their problem with women. And it just got worse and worse from there. His behaviour had been incompetent all the way through. The year before, he had, for the benefit of Team Trump, put us into the most damaging trade war ever with China for no reason. He mishandled everything every time he touched something, but he got away with it for the media. But he was finding it very difficult to now. And undoubtedly, the biggest part of his undoing has been his bungled response to COVID and the fact that he didn't get enough vaccines and the fact that he bungled the rollout, which has left him in um, a very, very unlikely situation to win the next election. And Albanese as I did the other week, reversing to victory through no fault of his own. And unfortunately, that has actually emboldened him. He was gone at the start of the year. And because ScoMo has been in free fall and he's now in a winning position, that's emboldened his small target version of Labour. Now, they started the year, drop, they, they dropped franking credits as a policy. They dropped the opposition to franking credits, which Shorten had, and now they drop negative gearing as well. Two of the biggest and most important policies for Labour to stand for, two of the worst economic policies in Australian history that have reshaped society to the extent where the average person can no longer look forward to owning their own home as a birthright. 
All of these corrupt millions that flood into already wealthy people's bank accounts is spent on property, or the majority of it. Franking credits being a tax rebate that you haven't paid tax on, it's a gift from the government. All of this money goes to raising your rent and raising house prices. That has seen our house prices go from three and a half times the average wage in Sydney in the 1980s to around 14 times the average wage today, where no one who didn't already have a home when things got good can ever get out of renting. And rent is some of the highest in the world. So these are integral things that are necessary to structurally reshape society and even when we do it will take forever to unwind their damaging effect on the economy john howard really destroyed life in australia as a result of those two policies and his other tax breaks for wealthy people alone and we are still feeling the very worst brunt of those today and albanese chucked both those policies in the bin and said he was happy with the two most distortive economic policies in australian history to remain in place and he's now supported their tax cuts which cost the economy hundreds of billions of dollars their phase three tax cuts that scott morrison offered the overwhelming majority of which go to very wealthy people um i'll see if i have the figures i think i did bring up Australia's wealthy to benefit most from the next round of coalition tax cuts. Successive cuts will cost the federal government three times what is spent on public schools. Income tax cuts pledged since 2017 cost the budget $325 billion by the end of the decade, with high income earners capturing 58% of that. And this is the uh, famous, um, you know, if you earn 180k a year, you deserve a tax cut. Labour now support this. Labour now support rich people keeping their franking credits free money, rich people keeping negative gearing on six investment properties, and rich people earning several hundred thousand dollars a year getting tax cuts. What do you stand for, Albanese? Why are you Labour? What are Labour now? Why is this all from you? This is absolutely disgusting. I am, he won't stand for anything. He wouldn't even bark up against Scott Morrison through the entire Brittany Higgins rape scandal where there were daily people coming forward saying that they'd been attacked or abused or the culture were within the Liberals. He didn't even say anything. You are useless, Albanese. Absolute crap. All you can do is come out with these stupid sound bites about a federal ICAC or some randomly stupid policy like let's give everyone who had a jab $300. whoop de doo You've just given away three of the biggest, most labour-centric policies that we should be standing and fighting for to reshape income inequality, which is at its all-time worst in this country. You now support and will continue as labour. You don't deserve to lead this country. At all. Why do you deserve to lead this country? You are now in a position like Scott Morrison of leading to lead. You just want the job. You won't stand for anything at all. You say, well, at least we get in. You get in with the same policies the Liberals had. What's the point? So I'm totally disgusted. I will hold my nose and vote for Labour, but I've never been more disgusted by Labour, and I, abs I would not shake Anthony Albanese's hand. He wouldn't even stand up for the AstraZeneca jab the other day. He won't stand for anything at all. 
He is a frustratingly useless nobody. And I'm disgusted that was once a good guy. I wonder whether he's made a deal with the Murdoch press like Tony Blair did or like Kevin Rudd did that we won't do certain things to get across the line. And the Murdoch press will be weighing up the fact that ScoMo's probably lost the next election and whether they should port, support Dutton, Frydenberg or Anthony Albanese. And even they might be sick of the endless corruption of the Liberal parties and their endless, corru- uh, their endless incompetence but this country will ne- it's been reshaped by John Howard's economic vision and Labour are the only people we have to stand for it and Anthony Albanese's Labour don't stand for anything. So I'm going to hold my nose and vote Labour in the next election but I am absolutely disgusted in you Albanese.